Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thanks for joining us. Up next for you, I have hashtag Taiwan and status update. But we're going to start off like we always do with a little bit of here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan, where we talk about the news that doesn't quite make it on our website. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and joining me today is Mr. Stash Butler. Hello. Today is October, Monday, tw Monday October 25th, yes. if you're tuning into our Facebook live stream. If you're listening via shortwave radio, well, today is Tuesday, October 26th. Up next for you, well, we have a, sh a story that's going to shake you from the top to bottom. Oh, yeah. We also have a story about a man who just runs an unreasonable amount of distance. And uh, among others, we'd like to keep it a little secret. But uh, for you Facebook listeners, we are coming to you at an earlier hour. Uh, for those of you tuning in live, you may be used to us coming in much later. <laughs> but today we are committed to coming to you early because we realize everybody else has schedules and we want to come to you at a more reasonable time. <laughs> and that's our commitment to you. Uh, in the upcoming 2022 year. Yes. That's, this is our preemptive resolution, yeah. I suppose. Uh, 2022, two months away, Stash. What are Wild. your feelings on I that? I don't know. 2021 has just flown by. That's me, right. I think. Uh, anyway, so that's coming up next. And uh, stick around because we are going to be talking and gabbering your ear off <laughs> with a little bit of coffee as well. So stick around. All right, Stash, so tell me about your weekend, man. What's uh, going on? What did I do? I had a, uh, a nice day. Went around um, Songshan Cultural Creative Park. Oh, nice. Know? Yeah, no, it's like a very kind of old, an old, like, abandoned, not abandoned. Uh, I mean, it's very much not abandoned. <laughs> um, it was presumably at one point abandoned tobacco kind of factory. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In northern, Ta in northern uh, Taipei. Uh, Let me stop you really quick there, jo uh, Stash. Jen Dolari has followed, Jen is, has joined is us. Jen back. And uh, Jen Dolari is one of our more dedicated listeners, and uh, she started a new job, and she couldn't keep up with us during <laughs> our, you know, uh, later schedule. Yeah. So uh, now she says, that, the earlier hours are super appreciated. I missed y'all uh, since having to keep up these so-called normal hours. Well, we we appreciate having you back. Yeah, I mean, I've actually, speaking of weird Facebook things, I've got another, I, I think this is now, I've got a Vietnamese above Jen Dolari's name here. It's yeah, a, apparently, a, <laughs> I don't know what I've What's done. He? But Jen, it's got a four-year follower anniversary, I believe. If that's if that's today, Jen, then congratulations on your follower anniversary. Oh, Rashid Naz has got a five-year follower anniversary. Wow. I'm, are wonder, you seeing these buttons? I don't I'm know. seeing these buttons. I'm not seeing them in Vietnamese I've got, or I've Cambodian. Got in, I've got them in Vietnamese up here, just above the first Interesting. few comments. Anyway. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. And you say you went to uh, Songshan Creative Park. Yeah, I went Park. to Songshan, hung about there. Um, yeah, I walked around Wanhua, which is kind of the old area of yeah. Taipei, which is... Just kind of cool. Uh, I mean, kind of, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people have kind of mixed mixed impressions of Wanhua. I don't know. Some people are like, oh, I could never live here. And, and But for me, I'm like, oh, it's, it's full of, like, interesting old buildings and stuff. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very old part of town, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's interesting because over the years, actually, tai Taipei, at least where we're based, yeah. The downtown area really shifts a whole lot. Mm. So, like, the city center, yeah. is there's no city center. Yeah. There's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hot spots, as yeah, I like yeah, to call yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, our closest hot spot would be, I guess, 
Zongsan, where yeah. the Japanese contingent, the Japanese yeah. community in Taiwan really hangs around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also, you know, we go towards, um, you know, Wanhua is one mm. of them. Wanhua used to be really up and coming, which you were, but that's an old part of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Dongqiu, it shifted. I guess, kind of like where the Eastern nightlife. Eastern District. Yeah, Eastern District. Where Taipei 101 is. Shinyi, that's the big one right now. Yeah. Uh, before uh, Taipei Main Train Station, the big building. Yeah, That's yeah, also yeah. a city center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Taipei is, is, is bustling uh, in various places across the board. Yeah. How was your weekend, Leslie? It was all right. Um, it was, well, you know, I... You know what it was? What was it? I was at a at a restaurant for like seven hours with a few friends. <laughs> seven then, hours? Yeah, seven hours. We we had the reservation to seven and we hung out until two. And oh do you know my! Who, do you know who strolled in at twelve o'clock? Who strolled in? I saw Andrew Ryan. I've, I was I was just like I yeah. know who strolled in. <laughs> I saw Andrew and then I was with my friend and then she was just like that guy looks like Andrew and I was just like yeah, everybody looks like Andrew to you. <laughs> and then I turned around I was like oh no that is Andrew. Oh wow. And then it, it was like at one of my favorite restaurants. He's like I just walked in here man. I was like oh okay. Classic. I, was like, I thought he was vindicating my palate right. He's, He's following like, you. What 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 kind of food was it? It was Korean food. Ooh. Yeah. I was gonna say what restaurant in Taiwan in Taiwan pay lets you stay there until 2 yeah, yeah 2 it's, it's insane right it's wild i mean like you know i've been at restaurants at like 9 30 and they're and they're kind of like you know clicking their pens like yeah. tutting like you're like get out no this yeah. place was just like hang out and then i was just like i have to run into you everywhere man <laughs> yeah so that was our weekend but let's talk about the big thing yesterday yeah when, and i know we made a big deal about it on social media but yesterday uh at around 12 45 p.m there was a small earthquake and at that point, I was napping. Mm. But then we go to like 30 minutes later, mm. and a big earthquake came, right? Yeah. I was like, I was taking a nap, and then it shook me away. I was like shaking. Up? And I was like, oh, I, was, I was dreaming at the time. I was like, wow, this is a really realistic dream. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, the house is shaking. Oh. And then this, is, this has got to be like, I'm going to cut to the chase. Like, this is, that was the worst earthquake I've been through since moving to Taiwan seven years ago. I was going to say, I mean, you know, I haven't been here for that long, so yeah. I don't feel like I'm qualified to say, but that felt like a big one to me. But yeah. like, but yeah, to hear you say that, that you've been here for that long, and yeah. you're like, that's how, that's that how was without was. a doubt. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of our listeners are also on the ring of fire, right? Like Douglas North Gendalari, they're on the Pacific Rim as well. Mm. So they must also know about seismic activity. But like, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but the the, the process of the earthquake was like this. It shakes a little bit, mm. right? And then every second of an earthquake, my mind is thinking, oh, this is going to get better. This is going to get yeah, better. And yeah, usually yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this earthquake, like, it worked up to something, right? It was like, <laughs> it worked up. And then I was like, every second, I was like, okay, this is going to get better. It's going to get better. And then, like, it just went crash. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, it's not getting better. I was, I mean, for me, yeah, it was like, there was like that. It was almost like, I mean, I'm not a seismologist, but it was like, I think there's like two different kinds of wave. Like, the, I forget what the difference is, but like, this felt like a, there was like a kind of initial kind of warning and, yeah, that, yeah. and I was like, Oh, earthquake. And then, and then, and then the real shaking started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And that went on for, it went for a while, I guess, actually. Uh, I was actually in a, I mean, as places go, I feel like I was in a pretty good place. If you're kind of like worried about, you know, structural integrity and so yeah, on. Yeah. Cause I was like in a, um, in a fairly new building, like it was, it was an MRT station, like a metro station, mm-hmm. and so these these are all were all built in like the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're all like brand new. I was in Dan Park, yeah. our local. Um, but yeah, it's also very fun being in Taiwan. Uh, not very fun, but you know, it's um, an interesting experience being in Taiwan when there's an earthquake like that because we all get phone warnings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it go beep. 
Yeah, they go beep, 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 beep. And, and if you're in a room with lots of people, obviously all of their phones go off as well. So you get this kind of like siren kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, And a lot of people get freaked out by the sirens more than anything. Yeah. Um, this was a Douglas North is asking, what was the magnitude of that earthquake? That earthquake, I believe, was a 6.5. Yeah. And it originated off the east coast of Taiwan towards, uh, Ilan. Ilan. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, but that, that, that was felt all over, like, I think all over Taiwan. Yeah. And it was a magnitude, it was an intensity four. I think, or I, five. I think the intensity thing, does that exist in, in like the state? No, it's only a Taiwan it's thing, right? Taiwan thing, so the yeah. intensity is how much you can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that was like, you, I, I felt that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, def- um, I definitely felt that one. I mean, I think like, yeah, 6.5 is definitely the biggest, uh, yeah, I mean like, you know, by just sheer magnitude that we've had since I've yeah. been here at least. And then uh, the, the the railroad stopped for a little bit, all of the rail services And they're saying it was, like, it was like, I think the biggest earthquake in Ilan for like 50 years. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't even see like, like those superlatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jen Delari says, we do get earthquakes out here in Seattle, but it's a lot of tiny ones versus really big ones every so often, although we're due for the big ones soonish. Do you know what the big one is, Stash? What's the big one? So the big one is refers to an imminent earthquake that uh, the west coast of the U.S. is getting geared up for because seismologists say that uh, there's a big earthquake that happens on that in that region every mm. 150 years or so. Yeah. And since the last big big one, so yeah, to speak, yeah. it's been about 200 years. Ooh. So they're saying like, if it doesn't release that energy soon, it's just all building up. Ooh. It's building up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's a similar thing with Taiwan, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. I think like I don't know. I like I haven't heard about big ones in Taiwan because. You you know like you are pretty earthquake sensitive. <laughs> At the office, you're just like, oh, earthquake. I'm like, I am. I mean, but I also get get my kind of um, my spidey senses have been sort of like somewhat messed with. Like I I've now I've just moved house and like I uh, uh, like I, I'm very it's a very hard mattress and so like every time someone moves, yeah, it's very like uh, it shakes. And so I'm like I'm just like constantly like earthquake, earthquake, <laughs> earthquake, earthquake. <laughs> so I'm gonna get desensitized. Uh, we're, we're also joined by Jason Doe uh, and Jessica Fu. Jason's my buddy in California. Jessica Fu's my my buddy and out in uh oh, I'm gonna get this. She's gonna kill me if I get this wrong. Nehu, I want to say Nehu, Nehu. or Tha- Oh, Thaz or Nehu. Thaz is Nehu. I, you know what? To me, like those two areas of Taipei are are, are pretty much the same. They're pretty much the same. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there was a f- there was a bit of damage uh, out in New Taipei City. What happened oh, yeah. was a uh, a crane bent. Like okay. they were doing uh, construction mm-hmm. on a building. That's kind of scary. And a crane bent, and it was just hanging over the street. That's not what you want cranes to do. Really. No, you don't. Ideally. And then they took it down over the overnight, which is pretty fast. That is speedy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's also um, unrelated, but a 45 year old restaurant had a fire in right. the, in the wake of that earthquake. Mm. Uh, it was a 45 year old Mongolian barbecue restaurant. It's like an institution in Taiwan. No. And they did they, this morning. the The news came out that it it burnt down, and right. there was like tens of millions of new Taiwan dollars in damage, which is around, I want to say, three hundred thousand U.S. dollars. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And they don't know if that's related to the earthquake just yet. I, it's surprising though, because like, I mean, I guess you know, six point five is pretty big. Yeah, you would expect there to be. I mean, I guess it probably says something good for for the kind of structural integrity of those of buildings around Taiwan, at least northern Taiwan, for yeah. now that there doesn't seem to be of much, be much damage because yeah, everyone yeah. was like yeah wow that was that was that was huge and yet it doesn't seem to to yeah and it doesn't yeah like i think taiwan has been 
has had good earthquake prevention standards for a while, mm. especially because the last major major earthquake was nine two one, and that happened back in what nineteen ninety. You weren't you weren't here. I for wasn't that. here. No. I remember where I was, but it was like nineteen ninety nine, mm. and that one like toppled buildings, and that yeah. really kind of uh, prompted a conversation about. Uh, earthquake safety, mm-hmm. earthquake readiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, throughout the years, there have been buildings that toppled over because they haven't, they're not up to code. Yeah, and it indicates ne- negligence. Yeah, either deliberate or or not. I mean, deliberate. I've heard two, you know, two things that you know they say like, oh, buildings that were built since nine two one. Obviously, yeah. you know, good good regulations. You know, everyone's kind of buildings that uh were built before nine two one. They say, well. They survived nine two one, so yeah, it's like <laughs> so they must be fine. I don't know, man. Like, there's some structural damage that can accrue. Yeah, over time. I mean, I'm I'm I live in quite a, an old um, apartment building now. I've just moved, uh, and so I'm kind of like it was built in like the eighties. Yeah, uh, I mean, which by Ty- Taiwan standards or Taipei standards is quite quite old, uh, relatively old. Uh, let's see. Jason Cho says my cousin told me about the fire. It's one of my uncle's favorites, and it's favorites by by a lot of people. Like. This, celebrities, this yeah. yeah, this restaurant. Uh, it was also a favorite of Taiwan's where, former where premier. It? New Taipei. It's think? in Taipei City. The restaurant oh, right. is in Taipei City. It's like smack dab in the middle of Taipei City. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Douglas North says, "I live right by the junction of three tectonic plates, the triple junction. We get a ton of small ones and a big one every ten years or so." Ooh. Now, there's like th- that goes for places with lots of seismic activity, right? Mm. Because um, uh, Taiwan over the past few, over the past year or two yeah there has been more and more awareness in taipei about like volcano right <laughs> uh, it, why is that it used to be like there's nothing about there's like oh it's inactive because you taipei, it, young, yeah, young yeah taipei's in a basin right yeah and then young ming sun is up to the north of yeah. taipei which is one of, it's like a chain of seven mountains yeah and it is like volcanic it does have a lot of volcanic activity there's sulfur po- like deposits there there's hot springs yeah but they're just like, oh, it's all dormant. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. over the past few years, I don't know what happened, but like the government was just like, here's a volcano alert system. I'm like, why are you telling me this now? Why? Like, oh, no, don't worry. It's just yeah. precautionary. It's just precautionary. Like, like, well, don't do that, yeah. man. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, by the way, we're at yellow. I'm oh, like, what? Really? Like, you can't just spring this stuff on us. I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, uh, not an expert, uh, but I, I would imagine that, you know, earthquakes, I mean, I actually, I've, I've interviewed people about uh, earthquake prevention and earthquake early warning systems. And um, you can, uh, I actually in- spoke to a very interesting kind of startup uh, who that kind of used like basically the, these, I think, P waves. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're called like um, kind of AI kind of trained on the data to predict mm. uh, like the, the, the magnitude of an earthquake within the first second of it starting. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So like, but, the, but the, even then, you know, there's a limit to how quickly you can warn someone and how accurately you can warn them that remind- um, oh yeah and then uh but then like with the, i think with the, i feel like with the volcano you'd see it coming a bit more oh I, I, yeah I, 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 don't, I don't think volcanoes are just like you know like bam i feel like there's a you know maybe there are a few earthquakes before maybe there's some magma act- there's know, an activity. onset period i yeah. don't know it's just like what is one of those questions when i want to ask those guys in charge is like what do you know that i don't and what are you like? What are you trying to shield me from? What are you hiding? Yeah, what are you hiding? <laughs> but like, with the warning systems, actually, did you know? Uh, in the wake of yesterday's earthquake, they were realizing that there are some systems that are still more effective than like modern systems. Um, well, one is if you have a pet dog. Like dogs can <laughs> sense earthquakes coming far quicker really? than any like system in in um I want to say modern system like mm. computer systems. 
they can, I don't know. It's just like dogs. Can, <laughs> they're, they're on like some kind of wave. Another thing was uh, one user online revealed that they had an antique, like ancient, uh, it was like an earthquake warning bell in right. their house. And they just bought it because as an antique. Right, right, right. And that thing rang before they got wow. a presidential notification. Wow. Yeah, it was, it's like, um, it's like a bell yeah, and there's yeah. like a, like a, a loosely attached string to the bell and like any little God, must be irregularity. So like, bang. So like, you know, they had it, they, they kind of had it figured out long before <laughs> computers I mean, and stuff uh, like I, that. I, speaking of things like that, I, I saw that like, um, did you see that thing? It was kind of like basically that people start, you know, when there's an earthquake, people start tweeting about the earthquake yeah, yeah, yeah and he gets to a certain distance i think it's like 100 kilometers or something that because of how fast the waves of the earthquake move and how fast the internet is uh-huh. you're gonna get the tweets before you get the earthquake oh <laughs> it's, it's like the speed of, it's like lightning right you yeah. see the light before the sound yeah exactly hits. you're gonna get the tweets that's actually pretty funny earthquake. jason show says this is just a drill like that's what that's it right like yeah. you implement a warning system you tell me we're at yellow and then you tell me not to freak out like <laughs> this is all counter <laughs> Let's see. Gendalari, yeah. Go Gendalari for it. Saying that uh, in the South Sound region here in Washington, uh, you have uh, Mount Rainier, which is a dormant volcano. But volcano evacuation routes everywhere, as well as speaker systems. Right? Oh, my God. What, why would you need to tell me this stuff if yeah. you tell me there is no reason to worry? <laughs> like, that's the exact kind of thing. That's my, like, my line of thinking. I mean, with the, with the, the volcano thing, it was like, uh, basically that, I think the lava flow from it once blocked the kind of the Dansui River or something. Oh. I think because you know Taipei apparently was the is like in a like you say in a kind of a basin. Yeah, yeah. There was a lake, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think part of the reason is because it was at least once blocked the 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 water its way out. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so yeah, I that hope that it doesn't happen sense. again. <laughs> but yeah, there's 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 a period of time I think last year this year where. There's just a bunch of news about volcanoes and lava. I'm like, what are you like? Why is this all of a sudden becoming a thing? Like, what are you? I'm not gonna lie. I actually have um, I, I've I've gone there and I've started preparing a um, a go bag. Oh, yeah, a go bag. Yeah, I think that's a smart. That's prudent, man. I'm I always I'm always sitting on my couch like going through my phone. I was like, I should probably do. A yeah, go bag. I, it's like I still haven't got those like instincts. Do you know what I mean? Like you're meant to kind of, you know, it's funny. So when I when I, I learn Chinese. Uh, they kind of um, the textbooks now basically kind of they teach you obviously Chinese, but they also teach you basically kind of valuable things for living in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this whole chapter on earthquakes and like I didn't what that, what man. to do in an earthquake. <laughs> I didn't learn that. Yeah, and so like and uh, and so I know I know like the vocab for it about like oh if the doors warp, you know you want to open the doors in case the doorways warp and the windows too because yeah. if they warp then you're not going to be able to open it. Um, things Actually, like that. Apparently, earthquake protocol in Taiwan is different from the rest of the world. Oh, really? So, like in California, we had uh, earthquake drills, right? And what you're told to do is you're supposed to uh, duck near a table or duck under a table mm. because that way, if debris actually falls, yeah. it'll just hit the table and you'll be sheltered. Yeah. In Taiwan, though, most buildings are made out of concrete. Ooh. So tables aren't really going to help you out. Oh wow! So I'm not 100 percent sure what the protocol is. I mean, they I don't say wanna... like yeah, you go to like near a kind of a pillar as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one thing. Um, I mean, I suppose you want to get outside, but I hear if you get outside, you got to be careful of like falling aircon units and stuff oh, like that. Oh man, there's just so much stuff to look out <laughs> there's for. There's so much danger. Yeah, it's danger all over the place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was where were you when the I was so, yeah, I was like in that cafe. Uh, I was just like having a coffee, minding my own business, um, petting some dogs. Oh, nice. Nearby. Did those dogs freak out? 
Actually, that's a good point. I didn't really <laughs> register the dog's reaction. Oh, okay. I should have. I should have been keeping an eye on the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, a good point. <laughs> Although one of the dogs was like, you know, quite old, had a cataract, so I don't know how oh. good his like earthquake senses are right now. He must have been like, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> what? like what? What happened? Yeah, his senses are dull, man. His <laughs> yeah. senses are dull. Anyway, that was a twenty-minute earthquake recap. Full of experience, news, and uh, what else we got for you? Anyway, let's move on to the next story. Let's do it. All right, so I wanted this episode to focus on uh, on the earthquake because a lot of people are asking. But Stash brought a story to my attention, which just made me go, what is going on? And apparently, this involves a man running an unreasonable amount of... Uh, a Taiwanese man running an unreasonable distance... And coming in second place in the world. It's, Tell me about this. It's wild. So this is uh, Luo Weiming, mm-hmm. who's a uh, uh, a Taiwanese ultra marathon runner, uh, and he finished second on Saturday among seven runners in a race. Okay. It was a very long race. In fact, it's so long that I don't, I uh, you know, I don't really understand how. Um, you know, at what point is that a race, and what point is it a journey? Like, you know, you how just, long is it? It four. I mean, also. 4,989 kilometers. No. Yeah. There's races that are 4,000, like 5,000 meters, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that qualifies as a race. I know. It's also wild. I'm also just like, why did they not stretch it by another 11 kilometers and then hit 5,000? Where does this even... Where? Do, how do they run this distance? I don't know. It's... Oh, actually, okay. So here you go. It's, it's 3,100 miles. So okay. That's why. It's, oh, not, Jessica. it's not measured. Thank you, Jessica. It's not measured in uh, in, uh, in in kilometers originally. Um. But yeah, it's uh, he finished that in forty-eight days. So you know, I guess best part of two months. Um, what it's, he just ran for forty-eight days? He just have you ever seen that movie Forrest Gump? Because that's what I'm thinking about <laughs> he right now. For it, I, I mean, to be honest, it, it doesn't really. You know, so the runners could start. It says runners start every day at six a.m. and run until midnight, taking breaks as needed. Um, yeah, it's it's you run for and it's just running laps as well. I mean, he's just running laps. He's, he yeah. didn't run from like one place to the other. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a high school in Queens. What? Wait, he just ran like he just ran around a track. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even run from one place to the other. That's because I know they're ultra marathons. That's wild. I mean, I get bored running around Danton Park. You know, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a lot to unpack here because I get bored after. Maybe 10, 15 minutes of running. Yeah, and then and then the pain sets in, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, here yeah. comes the asthma. Okay, stop. Yeah. And then, but doing that, and then for an hour, I'm just like, woo, good days running, baby. Ah, this is wild. I mean, apparently, so apparently, uh, experienced ultramarathon runners can log a hundred kilometers a day without a problem, but doing it for fifty-two days in, in a row is that's kind of, it's kind unreasonable. Of that's fair enough. That's you know, you but think uh, that's kind of. And hard. then on a track like around and around and around, like at least go somewhere if you're gonna run that far. It's well, I mean, it doesn't even look like he's on a track. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Look, I mean, this is I'll I'll, I'll send I'll post this article, yeah. but it's he's just running on a pavement. You can you can run a, you can traverse the United States in that. You time. could I'm run a sure. lot more interesting places than just Queens if you wanted to run three thousand one hundred miles, but uh. But there you go. Uh, Run eighteen hours and rest six hours in Queens, New York. Do you know what? Do you know what people do? That's also eighteen and hours and six. <laughs> they eat in those time frames, right? <laughs> they don't eat. They, they, that's the intermittent fasting. Yeah. <laughs> He's just doing intermittent running. But yeah, Jen Delari says if I'm going to run three thirty one hundred miles, I'm going. I'm going somewhere. Yeah, 
Yeah. Absolutely. Like, at that point, you're just a hamster on a wheel. You could go some really interesting it places. It blows my mind. Uh, it blows my we mind. We have also a D- Habib Rahman Sehal also tuning in to us from Pakistan, was it? Yes, from Pakistan. Nice. Um, uh, <laughs> Jason Joe is asking if his, if his name is Barry Allen. Who, who, the, Who's that the referring Barry to? Al- Barry. Oh, he's the Flash. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it's the Flash. Is that the Flash? The, fla- the, 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 the comic book character. The that, Flash? that reference passed me by. I'm not gonna lie. It's okay. I got all the nerd <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah. down. You get that stuff down. Yeah, I got. Douglas it North r- says he thinks he could run from here to Florida. Uh, I guess. Wait, where is Douglas North again? He's, he's uh, in uh, San Francisco. So that would be across the United That's States. That's a much more interesting route. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to us just yammer on for about <laughs> 25 minutes about earthquakes and. Just me being very, very astonished at how this man can just run <laughs> in circles into literal circles Lord, Lord, until Lord he hit 3,100 miles. He's wild. Anyway, guys, uh, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, up next I have hashtag Taiwan and status update for Here in Taiwan. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Stash Butler. Don't go away. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and every week in this show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan. This week, we're going to be taking a look at a YouTube video that's been very popular over the past week. Now, I'd tell you why it's very popular, but I'm going to get into that in Hashtag Taiwan. Let's just say it involves a non-Taiwanese person spreading Taiwanese culture. It's coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. This is Ku. He's a French YouTuber living in Taiwan. This is a peanut ice cream roll. It's a traditional Taiwanese dessert that consists of ice cream, cilantro, peanut brittle, rolled up in a flour wrap. Today's topic is at the cross-section of this French YouTuber and peanut ice cream rolls. What do I mean by that? Well, last Saturday, Ku uploaded a video to YouTube which is now receiving rave reviews. Last month, Ku ate 10,000 calories worth of taro products to prove how much he loves well, Taro. And then he made a donation to Taiwan's International Cooperation Development Fund, which is developing taro farms in Palau. Palau is a country in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's an archipelago consisting of over 500 islands, and it's one of Taiwan's diplomatic allies. In total, Ku donated 50,000 new Taiwan dollars to the ICDF, which is close to 1,800 US dollars. As a show of gratitude, the ICDF invited Ku to visit Palau to check out the taro farms he helped support. Ku agreed to go, but he said he wanted to bring a piece of Taiwanese culture with him to share with the Palauans. Ku said he found out that Palau is hot and the people there like to eat ice cream, so he thought Taiwan's ice cream peanut rolls would be the best item to share with the Palauan people. Ku spent some time developing a recipe for taro ice cream to use in his rolls. Back in the day, and I mean like 50-60 years ago, Taiwanese ice cream vendors rode around on bicycles. They'd honk their horns to let people know that they were nearby, and that's why, in Taiwan, Ice cream is sometimes called Bapu Bapu because that's the sound an ice cream bike makes. Ku purchased a 60-year-old traditional ice cream bike, packed it up, and flew it with him to Palau. When he got there, Ku visited taro farms and using the local taro, he made his ice cream. 
Ku then unpacked his ice cream bike and hit the streets giving away peanut ice cream rolls in exchange for subscriptions to his YouTube channel. You know what? That sounds pretty smart. Maybe I should be trading ice cream for YouTube subs. Ku rode around Palau on an unwieldy antique bike with a big metal box filled with homemade ice cream in tow. He went to a Palauan Independence Day event and that's where his business took off. Unfortunately, his goods were no match for the hot tropical weather and his ice cream melted halfway through the event. At that point, he started giving away the ice cream on its own and not in a peanut roll format. While there, Ku ran into the French ambassador to Palau and asked her to try some Taiwanese ice cream. She seemed to really like it, but maybe she was just being diplomatic. But at the end of the video, Ku had a chance to have one last VIP try his ice cream, and that was Palau's vice president, and she seemed to really sincerely love the ice cream. So let's take a second to unpack here. A French YouTuber went to another country to spread Taiwanese culture. It's not hard to understand why this video is so popular in Taiwan. Ku's commitment to authenticity, from developing his own ice cream recipe to bringing with him an actual vintage ice cream bike is just plain heartwarming. His actions would be equivalent to if I lived in France and traveled to say Greenland to spread French culture. Here's the thing though. There is no way that I know as much about French culture as Ku does about Taiwanese culture. And that alone is impressive enough. And that does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I do hope you enjoyed that episode because to me, that's just a great story. Anyway, be sure to check us out on our social media uh, outlets where you can find us on RTI English on YouTube or you can go to Radio Taiwan International on Facebook or Taiwan Insider, which is also on Facebook. And Taiwan Insider is the show that uh, Hashtag Taiwan is a part of. Now, in this week's episode of uh, Taiwan Insider, I asked my fellow hosts a question uh, based off of this Hashtag Taiwan. I asked them, what would you take to another country to best represent Taiwan? And uh, what do you think people would appreciate the most if you brought that item? And uh, I highly encourage you to check out this week's episode of Taiwan Insider and see what we said. Not just that, but this week's episode of Taiwan Insider also went over a groundbreaking report that was passed in the EU Parliament supporting Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan Insider is a weekly wrap-up of the most important news stories coming out of Taiwan, and it's just a great show. We put our hearts into it. We'd appreciate the support. Drop us a like. Send us a message. Anyway, until next week, guys, uh, I'll talk to you again soon, and I'll be back with another Hashtag Taiwan. This is Status Update. Hello there, you've just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin and... I'm, I'm Tomasz Koper. Sorry, I jumped the gun there a little bit. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> yes, um, so Tomasz is sitting in for John uh, for a change today. So we're going to hear more from him later on. But this is a program where we get read your letters that you write us and let us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them. So it's always great to read your letters, but uh, keep them coming though. But before that, we're going to update our status a little bit here. And I think Thomas deserves updating his status here. He said that he's been here with the English service for three weeks now. Yes, and I can't yes. believe it's already been three weeks. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't believe it's only been three weeks. It, mm. it, it feels, uh, I don't know, it feels... I, Time really just yeah, flew by. Time flew by, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I can't believe it's already been three weeks. So, um, anyway, maybe you should give a little bit of a background. I know we, we kind of did. We we did. I forgot. Never mind. But we should. We should. You should give a little bit of background. Why are you in Taiwan? 
Well, I came to Taiwan to uh, get a PhD originally. Uh, I was a Wait, PhD I didn't student know that. for a while. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. In, in uh, history, out of all things. Oh, you're one of those people who like history. Yes, I definitely am a history buff. Okay, so how much do you know about Taiwan history? <laughs> a fair bit, not that much. I well, not enough. I would say. Uh, I I do want to learn more. Okay. I was focusing on um, more ancient history uh, in my PhD.、Mm. I was、uh, writing on、um, legal systems in Tang Dynasty China. Of all things, <laughs> really? Yes. Okay, so well, now you must know、uh, already a little bit about Taiwan history before you came to Taiwan, though. Yes,、uh, I、okay. am a sinologist by education. Okay. Which is、uh, Chinese studies, basically, with extra steps, <laughs> <laughs> a bit more classical stuff, a bit more history, a bit more classical literature than what you get in your usual Chinese studies program. Mm. Now some people say sinologist, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but、um, okay, that is very interesting. Did you go to China at all? Yes, I lived in China in 2006 and 2007 for a year, and I didn't particularly like it. That's why I chose to come、uh, to Taiwan. Ah,、oh, right.、Yeah. <laughs> no, Instead、kidding. of going to China, when I I got my、yeah. master's degree and I decided、um, I. I should go to either China or Taiwan. You know, keep working on my Chinese,、uh, and possibly get a PhD. And I decided to come to Taiwan, and I've been here ever since.、Uh, okay, ten years and counting. All right.、Um, so you got your master's in Poland. Yes. Yeah. All right.、At、University so, of Warsaw. Okay. So before Taiwan, you never left your country before.、Uh, no, I I, I traveled extensively. Oh, you、yes. did. Oh, you did. <laughs>、yes. Oh, oh, oh. Where、uh, where else have you been? Oh, I've I've been all over.、Um, well, for leisure, my, you mean? Yes, yeah,、okay. just for fun. I I never lived outside of Poland before I moved to China for a year, but that was an exchange program. I don't know if、oh, it counts okay, as living、program. abroad.、Yeah. I guess it does. Yeah. Oh,、uh, oh and then, I see.、Uh, in 2011, I came to Taiwan. Yeah.、Um, mm. But I my well, so my dad was an airline pilot、um, for many 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 years. Oh, I see. I, Got to travel a lot、um, since I was a little kid. I think I was six years or five years old when when we went to、mm, Thailand. Uh huh. I remember that trip very fondly because、really? for a child, I mean, experiencing Asia for the、yeah. first time, you know, palm trees and、yeah. warm seas, which is something that you don't get in Poland. Right. I know. Was really a shock. Oh wow, that's amazing! At five years old, you can remember so much. Yeah, I remember scenes. I remember tastes. I remember I don't know weird things,、yeah. smells, feelings. But I I don't remember the whole trip, obviously. So you're destined to like make Asia your second home. Yeah,、of. I I remember I was in I was in、uh, Beijing for the first time in 1995.、Mm. Uh, my dad took me and my brother along, and it was. Different because <laughs> different. later when I was in China in 2006 and then later in in what, 2018、uh-huh. no, no 2016 was the last time I was in China. Okay, okay. Just for a, a, a one day layover. That, yeah, but、um, a lot has changed lot over has that period changed, of time.、Yes. I wonder. The first time I was in China was back in also 1990 something. Yeah, and it, it was. 
It was quite an experience. I remember about the public toilets there. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes. I'm not going to go into details yeah. about that. Yes, but、um, a lot has changed. And now my daughter, my older daughter, is in Shanghai. Oh, and she, I visited her,、like、her a couple of times. Well, Shanghai, you've got to love Shanghai, right? Yeah, it's heard, very.、Different. I've heard different things. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Both very positive and、mm-hmm. well, let's say less so. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Well, I I'm glad where I am. I'm a city woman, definitely. <laughs> I've always been. So I think.、Um, I don't know. I think I'll always be in Taipei, and I'm used to Taipei. If I were to move somewhere else in Taiwan that's comparable to to Taipei, I would say Kaohsiung.、Um, I think you know, maybe I wouldn't mind retiring in Kaohsiung. That's that's that was the last time when I was there. That's what I thought to myself. I, you know, how every foreigner who comes to Taiwan goes through a phase of I'm leaving Taipei, or well, I should <laughs> I should say every foreigner that lives in Taipei or starts out <laughs> off in Taipei, yeah, goes through a phase of I'm leaving Taipei. I'm gonna move to Ilan. I'm gonna move、mm. to Hualien.、Taidong. I'm gonna move to Taichung. Yeah. yeah, some of them do, but、mm-hmm. yeah, I think I prefer the comforts of Taipei. I went、really? through that phase as okay. well. Okay. Okay. But then there's things to do here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine not being in a city where I can everything's so convenient, just well, within walking distance or taking the MRT and you get to you know a department store, a mall, or or if you really want to go out in the nature, an hour's drive, you're you're there or the beach, you know, I, or the mountains. I think where I live is perfect for perfect. that because、um, mm. I get to experience the city, but I'm also very close to Yangming Mountain and the national park. Um, my wife still complains that it's in the middle of nowhere and we're far away from the city. My wife is a really city girl, <laughs> a real、is. city girl. I got to meet her. Yeah, and、um, she's Taiwanese. Yes, she's Taiwanese,、yeah. and she would never move to a smaller city. Like Taipei is the the limit for her. Maybe、uh, Gaoxiong, right? Which is where she is originally from. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, all right. Well, what's it been like at RTI? Uh, These three weeks challenging but fun. Everyone's really nice. Everyone's、Aww. super helpful. But、yeah. of course we are. <laughs> but we're so happy to have you. No, I'm and, happy to、um, be here. You are a fast learner, I、oh, think. Thank you. And、um, you catch on very fast. And you're. I'm so glad there's one extra tech savvy person in the English <laughs> service now because I'm zilch. I'm like not anything like that. I was、so. afraid to ask. You know, how am I doing? <laughs> You are doing great.、Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like you know,、hear. like doing the videos. I mean, I took a long time getting used to using the Premiere Pro. I was like trying not to touch it if I could, you know, like, and then and then we all had to learn how to use it. And but you you're just like on it, like you know. I was like. Really amazed. So you're doing good. You're well, definitely been, doing good. I've been I've been using computers since again I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, a kid. Those two passions in my life, like Asia、right. and computers, started around the same time, like ninety five, ninety six. All right. Well, that is really great. All right. Well, I say we get to the letters now, and thank you so much for joining us and、um, writing us letters. But we still love for your letters to you know、um, to get your letters, okay? And so letters letting us know what programs you listened to in the past week and just what you think about our programs, how we can do better. Our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan, and our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And you can always、uh, leave us comments on YouTube and Facebook and. Twitter, I guess. Okay, all right. So now my letter,、uh, the first that I've had in my hand is from Mikio Kohara of Japan.、Um, let's see here. He listened in October third at zero three zero zero to zero four zero zero UTC. The frequency was one five three two zero kilohertz. Simple rating was、uh, anywhere from three five three four three to two five two three two. 
from fear to noisy, according to him. And、um, he listened to the news about Chen Wenchen, a personal memorial of honored at the Taiwan. Uh, National Taiwan University, which is a top university here in Taiwan, and then、um, heard some Taiwanese indigenous folk song, and、uh, there was news about alliance countries with Taiwan, and、uh, John's program called Curious John talk about the Central American nation of Belize, and he had an interview. It's one of the countries that has diplomatic relations with Taiwan. Okay, and then five questions.、Uh, there was a survey. Oh, then ear to the ground about a celebration event in the village of Taiwan. Congratulatory songs, food and drinks, and the word Masaru equals to hello. Okay, and then feast means west.、Um, that's a talk about animals in Taiwan, animals as pets. And then there was a song by a male singer. I think the name of、uh, the song. I think the name of the song was probably like dangerous animals, something like that. And then animals at Taipei City Zoo, cute animals that people like. Then in、um, the comments, he said in Osaka it's October, but this autumn it, there are sunny and blue skies, and the temperature is as high as thirty degrees during the day. And regarding the vi-、uh, coronavirus, the number of infected people has dropped, and two vaccinations in progress. The government has lifted the state of emergency at the end of September. Well, that's good to know. As a result, towns and tourist destinations have become crowded with many people. Yeah, that's what's happening here in Taiwan too. We're definitely finding more people on the streets nowadays, don't you think? I know I I, I felt that. Anyway, so again, that was from Mikio Kohara of Japan. Well, what do you have there,、um, well, Tomash? I have a letter from Mr. Herman van Lee from the Netherlands,、um, who is writing、uh, to say that he was listening to our broadcasts from、um, the middle of May to early November.、Um, he was listening to our service at five point nine zero zero kilohertz、um, from seven p.m. to seven thirty UTC in the Netherlands, and then、uh, from early November、um, he was in Las Pinas, Philippines. Um, until、uh, mid-May, so I guess he travels around,、mm. um, spends half his time in the Philippines,、um, which also is the winter. I can totally see why. <laughs> <laughs> winter in Europe not、uh, a great thing.、Mm. Um, so he was listening to our English service、uh, in Southeast Asia、uh, from four to five a.m. UTC. And Philippines friends in the evening from seven ten to seven thirty UTC. Um, he also、uh, shared a, an interesting piece of history with us. All、um, right.、Uh, he found、um, a story in、uh, the NRC newspaper, which、uh, I'm not sure what newspaper that is, but the、mm. uh, story uh, was titled "The Saraya Language Was Sleeping and Now I- and Is Now Kissed Awake."、Um, so this story involves the Um, a re-、um, revival of the Saraya, Sarayan language activist Uma Talavan and her Filipino husband Edgar L.、Uh, Makapili,、uh, researched this book written by、uh, VOC, which is the、um, United East India Company. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it in、uh, Dutch because.、Okay. Uh, Verenigde Oost India Company. Well, hey, good. Hence VOC. <laughs> <laughs>、um, so the the、um, they researched this book who,、uh, that was written by a, a VOC missionary, and that they found at a Taiwanese writer's uh, place, uh, an apartment, I assume, a house,、um, 
and it was a copy of a, of a scripture uh, full of Sarian text. So it turns out that in 1624, uh, in the coastal city of Tainan, uh, which we know very well, um, this is where the VOC, the East uh, India Company, um, landed for the first time. Uh, from here, the Dutch colonized a large part of the West Coast and came into contact with Saraya, of which the descendants are still living in this area. You may know somebody to translate this complete NRC story so you can understand this. Mm. He also says that at the moment there are two courses uh, in Mandarin in uh, Busum, which is the city that he is from, uh, from the uh, Volksuniversität, uh, which is the, the, the Volks University, um, evening courses for language enthusiasts. Um, so it's run by two ladies of Taiwanese origin. Unfortunately, I can't follow these courses as they start when I am in the Philippines. Um, he also says that this summer I listened to your special direct broadcasts in uh, um, German, German to Europe. Oh, okay, sorry, spacing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so broadcasts in German um, in Europe from Danshui sent many reports but received only one QSL card. I would be happy if you could send me the 2022 calendar to Busum. Oh, 2020 calendar. All 2022, right. sorry. Oh, 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 Did all I right. say 2020? I meant 2022. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so uh, he he closes with this question, uh, or he's wondering why RTI does uh, still not broadcast in English to Western Europe, as most citizens understand English. Reception conditions in the evening here in Busum are not always good, often noise, so I have to go uh, often uh, go outside to the gallery of our apartment on the fourth floor to get a reasonable reception. Um, I well, don't know. Why don't we okay, broadcast well, we, in we English Okay, we used to broadcast to Europe, and um, uh, I can only say because of budget cut, uh, and I don't have any further explanation about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Well, you can always find our programs in English online. Um, mm -hmm. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on our website. You can also check out our Twitter feeds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and our YouTube channels. That Am is I right. missing something? No, I think oh, that's, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. So our website is english.rti.org.tw. That right? is right. Sorry. All I should right. have mentioned that. No, that's all right. <laughs> also find us on Facebook at Radio Taiwan International English or RTI English. And the same um, you can search uh, on Twitter. Right. Yeah. All right. And then we have one last letter here. This is coming to us from Eddie Prabowo of Indonesia. Um, he listened on October 11th. Uh, at 9405 kilohertz. Simple rating was 44434. He said that the signal was relatively strong and the audio was heard clear too, which sometimes uh, found fading. Um, signal strength plotted around... Oh, sorry. Okay. And he listened to, let's see here, programs that he heard here in Taiwan, where we talked about scooters and flying drones in Taipei, and also my music program, Jukebox Republic, how I was proud of Taiwan. I talked about uh, doing Zumba classes and uh, dining in the restaurant. Must be that um, they open up for dining in at restaurants, right. I guess. Yes. So again, that was Eddie Probowo of Indonesia. Well, thank you so much for your letters, but do keep them coming. We'll always love to hear from you. So our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. And if you prefer writing us emails, the address is rti.rti.org.tw. But you can always follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So in the meantime, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Tomasz Koper. Bye. Bye.
Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Okay, let's get started. Okay. Okay. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.